Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Brad's back. The Dogecoin kept him back. Brought him back. True. I'm officially being paid in safe moon now. In safe moon. And I see nothing wrong with that. Never ask for real money again. <laughs> you asking me for money is trashy. You shouldn't be asking for money. Never ask me for money. Like, what? why do people think I have to pay you and Nathan? I was I was in some kind of labor movement. What did I tell you about those labor movements and protesting? What did I tell you about talking about real money? Well, Steve, I'm I'm a staunch democratic socialist. Okay? And I need you to redistribute all of your dogecoin to me. You see people, they, they think they need to be paid, and I don't understand it, so safe moon. Because listen, Steve, Steve, if you look at all of the great podcasts, I'll bet they started flipping burgers. Okay? You know? They make $5 an hour plus tips. I don't know <laughs> what you want. <laughs> But and the you, tips. And you get the food. Which, by the way, speaking as someone who's lived off tips before, as have you, mm-hmm. right? That shit sucks. It does. Like, for people who haven't lived part of their life and been like, oh, shit, my rent's due and the bar's really slow. The amount of panic attack that you have when it's like that Friday night and no one showed up yet is unreal. But then you live in that little world of like, I need this bar to be busy to make money, but I also don't want to work. 
So oh, you're sure. you're panicking and you know what's going to happen on Monday. You won't have a place to live, but there's that little part of you that's like, do I really want to work? But is it worth it to have a roof over my head? Yeah, you're in that little spot. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. That little vacuum part, like you're in the vacuum and there's this little void. What's that going to be filled with? And that little part's like, do I want to work? But also on the other side, is there anything worse than a bar shift where it's dead slow? Oh, yeah. That, again, it sucks because you don't really want to, especially when you're bartending because you're moving. You're like, I don't want to do anything. But then you're kind of like, you feel guilty doing nothing. I don't think it's guilty. It's like, at least when like you're busy, it's kind of worth it to be up till three in the morning. Yeah, but when you're doing nothing at a bar, you're like, should I just start drinking right now? Like, I don't know what's going on. There are a fair amount of nights when that happened. Like, you raise your hands and you're like, I don't. You raise your hands and there just happens to be two 40s tied to both of them. And you have to drink both of them before the bar gets busy to work. Or before you pee your pants. Well, there's a reason why you're behind the bar and there's a sink. Exactly. I've I've been behind the bar in my dirty pee pants before. So there's been an upgrade in here. I flipped the desk. And if I can figure out how to get this webcam to not zoom back, I'm going to hang stuff up here. Oh. You mean you have, like, things to put on walls? Yeah, I have, like, a bear sign. There's a Cubs thing. Um... Maybe I'll make a thing that says the Coach Steve Show and hang it up. But Are you is... uh you need a like a little sign like Tim Dillon has? You need a little palm tree. Yeah, I need something. Or I or I could put one up there that says like NFT, like put an NFT <laughs> right there. I don't know, but this is this webcam is zoomed really far. And then when I use the computer, it's too far out. It shows, like, everything. Yeah, I know. You look a lot more close up. It looks more professional. It does, but I think I need it to be, like, farther away to get everything. Because that's what professional podcasters, they actually have this camera, and it's set up away. Then it's plugged in their computer so they can see where it is, and they click where they want it to go. Well, no, that's when you do the real professional thing and have a fake bookshelf of books you've never read. I have this whole bookshelf to my right of books, but it's 85% DVDs and Blu-rays that people don't know what those are. (laughs) Are those NFTs? I could make those an NFT. Did you see the Charlie Bit Me sold as an NFT off of YouTube? For how much? Almost $800,000. Jesus. What? And so now it has to be taken off YouTube because somebody owns that now. Somebody owns it. Yeah. I think it was like $780,000, almost $800,000 that sold for. Who bought it? Who you has that know, much money? I don't know. And I and that's what I want to know is, first of all, why would you buy that? Second of all, like, give me that $800,000. See, I think the real play is like take something that people actually care about. Like if you're uh who the hell directed Lord of the Rings? Oh, uh Peter Peter Jackson. It's hold on. I think I have it right here somewhere. It's a Blu-ray or something. 
But yeah, keep going. Okay, so if you're the guy that directed Lord of the Rings, like make Lord of the Rings an NFT. Right. And I mean, people have their copies of it. But think about that. Think about how much that would sell for. See, I have it right here, but it doesn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, I. this is a DVD, folks. Do you actually? Yeah, the DVDs. Are they all scratched up? No, they are in good shape. Mint. And then, like the Hobbit, and then the like. People don't know what this is. Did you wait to upgrade to Blu-ray until the Hobbit two? I, I don't know. That's still a DVD. I have the third one on Blu-ray. I want to say it's because even though we got a Blu-ray, the Blu-rays, the Blu-ray player can play DVDs. So I we continue. We bought a Blu-ray player. We just continued to buy DVDs. Right, and that's why you see Blu-rays selling Blu-rays and DVDs at the same time. Wait, I've never understood that. It's like, oh, hey, I bought a Blu-ray, but here's also this just worse version. I think originally because they had to phase it out, kind of like they were phasing out the 360. I think that's what it was. So like, we can't just make this to be just Blu-ray. We need to make this so people will still buy it and play DVDs. But then it moved to the four DK versions now. So those are now more expensive. It's like better than HD. And I'm like, what are we doing? But yes, I have those. But yes, we could sell Lord of the Rings as an NFT. There's a Lord of the Rings uh, TV show coming out on Amazon. I know. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I had a coach on here. And he's a big Lord of the Rings. He pulled out the original book. Like Uh he's big. First of all, it's going to cost almost $500 million. Oh, to film it? Yeah. And the head of Amazon is about it. He wants it. We talked about it. This guy wants it to be like um, Game of Thrones. The way Game of Thrones should have been. Right, but here's the thing. He brought up a good point. Don't ruin it. Don't. He brought up, he goes, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Now, I, but I know, you know there's a lot of sex and stuff in it. He doesn't want to see that happen in Lord of the Rings. That's not what Lord of the Rings was. It's about the journeys that you've seen. So he brought well, up also point. Lord of the Rings is a children's book. Right. So I think <laughs> that's what we're afraid of happening is like, is it going to be Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings style? Like everything in Game of Thrones brought over to look like that. Because that's what they're saying. They're, they fired people. They brought in that worked on Lord of the Rings and then fired them. Because he wants it to look like Game of Thrones. And they're like, well, that's not what you, that's not what this is. I mean, okay. Here's the thing that like Game of Thrones, the guy that wrote Game of Thrones is like a huge uh, Tolkien fan. So like his whole thing, which he's even come out and said is like, he wanted Game of Thrones to be Lord of the Rings minus like, the universal good guy and the universal bad guy. Right? Right. He was like, everyone's got shades of gray. Like, even the worst guy has his redeemable feature. Where that's not the way 
Tolkien wrote. He had universal good, universal bad, you know, let's add eagles in there somewhere. Right. Right. I think, so is this TV show, is it the same story? Just I don't, I don't know. He told me, I haven't really looked into it. I don't know if I, it might, I can't remember if it's like after, no, 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 it's before. It's even before the Hobbit. I think it's supposed to be, you know how they made the ring? Like we kind of saw a snippet. Yeah. It's supposed to be like that. Like the original ahead. wars that led yeah. to. Okay. Speaking of, I have like this old book. Oh, look at that. I've look actually, how, I've never read that one. Look how small. Like. It's 400 and some pages. Who's got time to read a book? I've been right reading. Now. I read a lot of books and then um, I try to read every morning. I'm the nerd. I get up, have caffeine, and I read. try to read like 10 pages. Yeah. I'm reading your boy, Jordan Peterson, right now. Oh, uh, I'm going to tell you the book I'm reading, but I quit coffee. All right, guys. That was a great podcast. We have to stop this. You know, it was great. We had a lot of fun at the NFT stuff. Lord of the Rings. We're going to make an NFT. We're going to sell for $800,000. And the guy that said, I have no charisma can go stick it up the ass. I don't know what to tell you. Spelled my name wrong when they spelled it backwards, too. So Nice. Nice. So you quit coffee. I quit coffee. And uh, it was a little rough. Like, you've known me for a long time. I live off caffeine. And it's black coffee, right? You drank black straight out of the straight out of the ground <laughs> coffee. Like, it was to the point... I used to just take coffee grounds and wrap them up in a paper towel and stick them in my lip. They make those. You don't have to do that. They make them. This was before you. that, Steve. Oh, is this before the times? Before the dark... This yes. is the dark times. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It was those days. But yeah, no, I, I gave it up. I now have uh, one little caffeinated punch every day before I go work out, and that's it. So see, Brad, guys, before we started, had this nice little thing we were going to do. Now we're just bullshitting it. But it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Brad dodged me for three months because he wanted real money. Nathan is still dodging me because he wants real money. Even though he's getting a new football field and a new track and a new scoreboard. I don't know what you want from me, Nathan. I can't give you that. I can't give you the attention you desire with real money. He's be, he is going to get paid in Safe Moon too. Safe Moon or AMC stock. I can give him one stock every three years. I don't know what to tell you. Where was I going with this? Uh... I don't remember. Oh, I was going to ask you, because you are smarter than me. Debatable. I, I, you're smarter when it comes to diet stuff, like the caffeine stuff and the food stuff. I mean, I'd hope so. Okay. So our bodies have B12, right? Yes. So why do people say like those B12 tablets are supposed to be like natural energy? Like when you have either those or like the spray things and they say that B12, are you just adding more and that's supposed to like be nature's energy? No, so B12 works as like a 
it's the it's the grease that lets the wheels spin. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's not necessarily energy. It's just like your body can still function. Is that well, kind of... it, it helps the energy that you're taking in be more effective. So like if you took B12 and had a coffee, it's going to help with your body to put that where it needs to go. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I heard it's like nature's energy. So like people that have those either pre-workouts or they have um, Rich Piano was a bodybuilder. He has his 5% supplement company. He passed away a few years ago. He has this drink thing called All Day You May, and it's literally like this drink you can drink all day, and it has B12 in it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I didn't know if that was like energy. So I was getting ready to tell you, like, just take that. It's energy. Take the Mio squirts. I don't know. No, weirdly enough, like after I had that initial like shitty couple days getting off caffeine, like I feel a lot better. And actually, I read a study that made me kind of think about this is like if you're one of those people that first thing in the morning you wake up and just pound a coffee or something like that leads to an earlier crash in your day because you're not allowing your system to like naturally get moving you know what i mean so i noticed like i'm still get that like afternoon lull but it happens much later in the afternoon now, which is kind of weird. Yeah. See, I still have, I'm awake for probably an hour before I have caffeine, but then I have to, I don't have to, but it's a habit. I have an energy drink, but I will not allow myself to have it after like one thirty. One thirty between one thirty and two, it's got to be gone or I'm not going to allow myself to have it. Because then yeah. I won't go to bed or it's going to be a shit sleep. But like today we had the workers in here. So I've only had coffee today. I had no energy drink today because I had none. No energy drink today because they were here. And I feel fine. Yeah. But the other day I had an energy drink and I started yawning and I could have went to sleep. So I'm at the point now where I'm immune to caffeine. It's a rough spot to be in. And I'm really afraid for the day where I'm like, I'm going to stop altogether. My advice is like, if you've got a weekend off, like you have no plans, just go without it. I don't know if I can give it up altogether. I think I can get rid of the energy drinks, but it's going to have to be coffee or like there's that, there's like these, the noon, there's like N-U-U-N, there's these little tablets. And they just have a little bit of caffeine, not much, not even a hundred, like way less than that. And you mix it with water and drink it. It'd have to be something like that where I have to have it. Yeah. Especially, especially when I, like football starts June 7th already, Brad. Like there is no time off. Like, whoa. This is the words from Illinois. Go back to normal when it comes to scheduling the sports. I mean, that's nice. To hear, right? It is. But when I don't get done with track till June 3rd or 4th, if I have a girl go to state June 12th, state? which I won't, I, I don't, yeah, girls track state is June 12th. No, I mean, she's going to the state meet. No, I have no girl throwing state qualifying right now. Okay. Yeah, one's close. 
So I have to tell her to take a dive. <laughs> I have to tell her at sectionals next week to take a dive. We have conference Thursday, sectionals next week. Like, you know, I'm selling this Lord of the Rings NFT. I will give you half if you <laughs> don't throw. I'll give you half of my Lord of the Rings FTE that I have no right to. And if you and if she starts to come at me, I'll be like, I'll give you a Nathan Safe Moon for the month. If you <laughs> I will give you three Doge coins. That's a little rich though. I don't know if I want to give her the Doge coin. But it's up to 60 cents. I still need to get I'm joking, I've not bought it yet. It's going to a dollar, Steve. You need to get well, on it now. I saw how much it crashed one time, then I saw how much Bitcoin crashed, and I was like, ah, never mind. Dude, Bitcoin lost big. Well, because you can blame Elon Musk for that. Yeah. Which is scary. But yeah. at the same time, you buy the dip. Well, I didn't know that he was taking payments of Bitcoin for cars. Yeah. That pretty famously, Tesla did that a while back. I didn't know that was still a thing, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. Again, Brad wanted to be professional, but he's been gone so long because he wanted me to pay him. He he doesn't know the show is just off the cuff now. This is Joe Rogan now. I am Listen, now the see, Joe Rogan show. See, my, uh, my landlord won't accept Safe Moon. Rent, but that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I'm not spending the time to figure out where I'm positioned in the market. But see, Brad, neither does my landlord. This is a cardboard wall. This is I'm outside <laughs> right now. Fun fact I'm homeless. <laughs> I'm outside right now. This is a cardboard box in front of a building. You you want the real fun fact? I'm not even at home. I think you can tell by the fact that. This isn't a crack house. I'm in the jewel of southeastern Missouri, Poplar Bluff. See, that was the first time I heard of that place. I had to Google it. It is uh, a literal shithole. So you went from a crack house to a crack hotel? Yes. Now, is this the Cecil Hotel? Are you okay? <laughs> Don't go I'm to actually, the water towers. I'm actually dead. Are you actually uh, in the water tower right now? Are you floating in water? Yeah. No. So uh, I've been stuck here. I am getting ready to finish a book right now. So I went to go see if there was a bookstore close by because I'm an old person and like to read a physical book. And there isn't a bookstore within 100 miles. So that explains that a lot. Sink of, in. Let that, was, that sink in. I was gonna say that explains a lot about Missouri. That explains yes. we're connecting the dots. And the first person I talked to in Missouri literally came up to me and was like, Well, howdy. And I was like, Where the fuck am I? Are you really in Kentucky? Is it close to Kentucky? No. It's close to Arkansas. Okay, maybe that kind of makes more sense. But huh. I hate this place. Yeah, don't go outside. It sounds like deliverance. 
it's true. You walk outside and there is a banjo. I have okay. yet to find where it is. I think the town plays it over a loudspeaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's on constant repeat. Banjo. All the time. You can make that an NFT. Why haven't I made an NFT? Made okay. it an NFT. How do you really make an NFT? Because I'm starting to see them. No one knows. Okay. Because we're 23 minutes in and we have not done anything you've wanted to do. We've done what I've wanted to do. Okay. Let's. What do you want to do first? Do you want to talk about Marvel or do you want to talk about my college football thing? I don't know, but I have this not even opened. I just want you to know I found it. That's what I was looking for. People don't know what that is. And I got to get my LeBron James poke in. This is the real. Jesus, Steve, no one cares. It's not even a good movie. Well, this has been a great podcast. I'm going to make a Space Jam (laughs) NFT and sell it for a million dollars. And I might get $3. I think his airness would have something to say about you making a million dollars off that NFT. And then I'll tell him just go make another shoe. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's do the college football thing. Oh yeah. So okay. So I'll I'll start this. So the other day I'm having an argument with someone who will not be named, but it got a little contentious. It wasn't me, guys, because Brad it hasn't talked to me in three months. <laughs> but. I got a little fired up because we were talking about who the greatest college football player of all time was. Now, at the time, we were talking all time. And this person, again, will not be named because I don't want them to feel so embarrassed. Tried to make a case for Trevor Lawrence. Was it Rhonda? It was not Rhonda. Oh. I would t- I would say. <laughs> okay. Trevor Try- Lawrence, huh? Tried to make a case for Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Okay. For Pippi Lawn stocking, go on. Exactly. Now, there you could say there is a case there. There's for a case for, you could make a case for him as one of the best, like one of the one of the consistent players or quarterbacks you have seen. Yes. You can make that case. Yeah. But in my eyes, there's only one answer to that question. And it is our Lord and Savior, football Jesus, Timothy Tebow. Timothy the tight end Tebow. Exactly. Now, pro career, we're just talking about college. Just college. And that was quickly poo-pooed, saying that he was a system player. Now, hear me out. You can make that case for anybody. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you. So when you say system, because that was the thing with the Patriots, like is Tom Brady good because of the system or whatever? Define system and define offense. 
because okay, as a so, coach, Urban Meyer's offense was designed for that, but he does what Tim Tebow was good at. So def- define system and offense. So basically, Tim Tebow was in the exact perfect offense to make him look like a better player than he actually was. But but he was good at running the football, so you want to run the spread and option. He was good at play actioning because he can run. And he had a decent arm. And he had a decent arm. So whoever made that case, are you talking about culture? Is that what they meant? Like he's a culture person? Or are they talking about like, oh, just because he played? That makes no sense because NFL coaches do not adapt to their players. They want the players to adapt to what they do. In college, they want to adapt the offense or defense to their player. So that 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 to me has to be thrown out the window because it's like, yeah, they ran an offense that was built for Tim Tebow because that's what he could do. If Tim Tebow was a pocket passer, they would have ran Alabama's offense. It would have been an eye formation. He would have passed it. And also, let's not forget the fact that Tim Tebow was so good that he wouldn't let Cam Newton sniff the field. Yeah, so he he is that nice competitor. He's going to tell you on the outside he praises Lord and Jesus, but he's actually Jesus, and he's going to look at Cam Newton and basically say, like, you know, Go kick rocks. You're going to hell, buddy. Yeah, go put your teeth on the curb. I'll be there in a second. (laughs) Okay, so then that got me thinking. If you had to create a top five of players that we've watched play, okay, of all time, here's mine. You ready? Tebow number one. Mm-hmm. Reggie Bush number two. Mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson three. Nadamkin Sue four. And then Colt McCoy's five. Okay. Now, there are some. Honorable mentions. Terrell Pryor. Ooh, that's going back. Right. The slowest, fastest running back or quarterback. But do you remember how unstoppable he was? Well, that's what was so frustrating was he looked like we could run faster. But he would just stride out and get eight yards every time. He reminds me of Justin Fields. A little bit. But no, but but no, no, no. I'm not bringing that into the conversation. Let's not you, let's not argue about this again. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, that's who they they are. They're very similar. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. 
so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, and actually I think they run about the same. I think Justin Fields just has a longer stride. You mean Terrell Pryor has a longer stride? Terrell Pryor has a longer stride. Yeah. See, they're the same person. I don't know. Well, they both have that like easy speed. They have that easy speed and they're very um, elusive without looking like they are. Yeah. Unless you're Justin Fields and can't take a hit in the back like a man. I don't know. That was a dumb targeting call. We all agree. That was was Now, would I have died from that hit? Absolutely. I would be, I would be what's his name from Friday Night Lights. (laughs) (laughs) Just super paralyzed. Super. My girlfriend cucks me. Like, just. Throw me in a dumpster. <laughs> but anyway. What was his name now? That's going to bother me. Uh, Jason. Jason Street. Jason Street, yeah. I literally looked uh, at the street over there, and that's what. All, all I could think of was Lance Harbor, which that's the wrong football movie. Lance Harbor. Yeah. It's uh, Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so Terrell Pryor, Vince Young, honorable mention for me. Darren McFadden, because mm-hmm. everyone should always remember him single-handedly beating LSU. And then the most recent one on this list is Baker Mayfield. Because he was unbelievably electric in college. He was very good. Yes. So, who do you have? And then I'm interested to understand where you sit on where Tebow ranks in all-time college football players. I'm going off the cuff, so I have like three names. And the rest I'm going to just say. I, I Our top two are similar. Tim Tebow and Reggie Bush. Because we were still young to watch Reggie Bush, but we can remember how electric that was. Well, and if you don't remember, go and watch his college highlights. Yeah, guys, he won the Heisman Trophy. Regardless of what they're going to tell you, he won the Heisman. I mean, So Tim what Tebow. if his mom got a car and a house? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, that's probably what it doesn't. With. It doesn't change what he did on the field. Which was undeniably electric. Right. Like Tim Tebow, Reggie Bush. I have Vince Young up there because he's very electric. Um, I even had Julio Jones on there. Because he good. was good. Mm-hmm. Very good. In um, an Alabama offense pre-throwing the ball. Could you imagine him on the team with throwing the football? Oh, yeah. Um, Joe Burrow. Ooh, big miss by me. But now, the only reason why I bring that up is because of his last year. I understand why people don't think of him because Tim Tebow played for, you know, three or four years. 
So that's another knock of like, are we talking about one year, two years? Because some people are going to say Cam Newton, which I do not put up there. He was very good. But there's a reason why you didn't start over Tim Tebow. True. I think... Mark Ingram. He was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Mark Ingram. That's... And, and Laurinaitis, the linebacker from Ohio State. Hell of a career, yes. Even though Illinois beat him. Never Jay Lehman outplayed him. Yep. So those are like uh, my top seven-ish from our time. This Guys, listen, this is from our time, like watching these. Because I could say Carson Palmer, but that was like right before. That was like on the verge. We really weren't like fully dove into sports yet. Right, but if you want to keep going that way, I know some people talk about Mark Sanchez. He was really good in college. And for a little while in the pros. There's a reason he was the Sanchez. And then the butt fumble happened. Yeah, and then, yeah. Um, so, to me, career longevity has something to do with being the GOAT. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't call... I don't know who had like a, I mean, Joe Burrow's the perfect case study for that. Cause he wanted to play two years. Yeah. He played one year at LSU. That was good. And then he had the best season of all time. Like, and he's probably going to be a great pro, but he's not the greatest college football player of all. No, that's why he was, like, below. Like, if you want to look how good, yes. yeah, I think you have to put him up there. Uh, I think Tebow earns his points because he did it for three years. And he came in in special situations when Chris Leak was the quarterback. Won a championship then. Right. That's where I think we saw the Tim Tebow jump pass. Coming. For the first time. Right. Did he play for four years, if you include that year? Was that all four? Yes. Then a Heisman finalist for three years? Like, he was in the talk for the Heisman three times in a row. hmm Like, and beats Alabama and wins the championship. Then his last game against Cincinnati threw for, like, 500 and some yards. I think the thing that hurts him is he only won one as a starter. Yes. Now we're going to get into like the NBA conversation that I get into, but we're not going to say the names. But when I get into this debate, which I would love to have a debate with somebody where we don't make it personal. When we talk about the greatest fall time, you have to look at the whole body. No, no, no. But this is what I'm saying. That's the knock on Tim Teal, but you have to look at who he played. He had to go against the Nick Saban Alabama defenses. Probably twice at some points. Back then, LSU was really good at defense. Those less miles LSU teams that would kick the shit out of you. Uh, was it Glenn Remember, Dorsey? Glenn Dorsey could have been on this list, right? So I think you could knock that is a knock on Tim Tebow, but they still only lost if that if they lost a game, it was to like Alabama or LSU. Besides the one year where they lost to uh, Old Miss, maybe. Mississippi State. Yeah, and that's where he had the speech. And remember, he looked all bloody. 
That was Florida State. Was it? Mm-hmm. They lost to Old Miss or Mississippi State, and that's where that speech came of, like, I promise you nobody's going to play as hard as I have the rest of the year. And was that the year they won it? And then, then they go on to win it. Yeah. But Which, he's a okay. sophomore. Yeah, the balls to say something like that as a sophomore. Also, is Johnny Manziel on this list? He's on the ESPN thing. But again, was that just the one year where he was really, really good? Or was this a couple of times? I mean, he was pretty electric his whole career. I think the team around him got dramatically worse with time. They did beat Alabama, I think, that one year. Or they beat somebody. I mean, he used to be super enjoyable to watch. It was pure chaos every drop back. So did you watch the Joe Rogan, Dave Chappelle podcast, the last one they did? Mm-hmm. He calls – we're, we're coming back on topic, but I, I need someone – he calls Jamie Fingers. So he's always like, Fingers over there. Young Jamie because he's typing. So I was yeah. thinking to myself just now, I need Fingers. I need someone to type this. Yeah, like I just typed in Johnny Manziel college football career. It only shows freshman, sophomore. In 2012 and 2013. Did he get kicked off his team? He was suspended for a little bit. Yeah, because didn't he take money? Yeah, he won the Heisman in 2012, and then he was the fifth in Heisman in 2013. Then he was taking taking first round, number 22 overall in 2014. Draft. Uh, In 2012... He threw for 3,706 yards, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions. 2013, he threw for 4,114 yards, threw for 37 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. I mean, those are really good numbers. Um, That's just his stats. I wonder what... I would want to know what their wins and losses were. But then again, do quarterback wins matter? They do and they don't, I guess, but it depends on what you're talking about. Greatest of all time, they might, but we could sit here and take greatest of all time. I mean, you can't be the greatest of all time and have been on shitty teams. Right. Well, I was going to say, I don't want to make a case against Tim Tebow, do we? but do we remember who he had? See, again, we're going to the NBA, and I'm not going to go that far. But look who he had, though. But... Were they good because Tim Tebow was really good at running the football? No, they were good because they were powered up by all the murders. Oh, right. Of silly me. Yeah. The murders, Steve. The murders. Um, yeah. They, well, I think the biggest argument you can make against Tim Tebow, or one of the biggest, is the fact that you weren't even allowed to play as that team on NCAA football. Oh, it's over there. I have the game sitting over there. Yeah. It, they weren't allowed. No, that that trip, that speed option was unstoppable, and the jet sweeps with Percy Harvin. Because remember Percy Harvin, remember how good he was? Like, you had him, you had Cooper, a wide receiver. You had Spikes, you had the Pouncey brothers. Like, 
And you had Aaron Hernandez. And Aaron Hernandez out doing cocaine and strangling people and shooting them. Like, it was just a normal... It was a simpler time for murders. <laughs> it was a simpler time. It was a better time. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Where you could just murder people in Miami and not have to face any repercussions. You just call The Rock and he would bail you out. Even though he went to the U. You could still call him. Um... Texas A&M in 2012 went 11 and 2. That was a okay. really good year. And then in 2013 they went 9 and 4. They won the Chick-fil-A bowl that year. Got it. Okay. I think yeah, you I just can't put Manzel on there. Like I think Colt McCoy makes my top 5 because of his just sustained success. Yeah, people forget how good those Texas teams were. Oh my god. It and do you remember he had that white wide receiver, Jordan Shipley? Yeah, he could return punts too. Who was like 26. Yeah, he would return punts. They were roommates. Mm-hmm. But that they had um Arakpo, is that how you say his name? That defensive end? Brian Arakpo. Yep. Yeah, like once in a while I go on YouTube and rewatch that Texas Tech game. It's on YouTube. And I forget all the players on that Texas team. Mm-hmm. Then you had Graham Harrell come in and Michael Crabtree and beat you. And people always forget this. Wes Welker was on Texas Tech a few years before that mm-hmm. with Michael Leach. He was really good. Texas Tech had a really good run of like quality NFL players. Yeah, the quiet NFL players you didn't really know. But Michael mm-hmm. Crabtree was really good. His... I can't remember if he left as a senior, but it was like the year before that year, he was really good and then just exploded that year and they went 11 and two. Um, yeah, because remember, he was going to go to Texas. Yeah. And they wanted to make him a safety. Mm-hmm. You know, another player we're forgetting because you want to talk about wins and losses, but who was pretty good? RG3. It, there's an argument for him to be up there all time. Because you're talking about longevity, you're talking about wins minus his last year. Because Illinois beat them in the Cotton Bowl. Nathan yeah. Shieldhouse and them beat Baylor that year. Mm-hmm. But there was times they went like nine, maybe they won like six games or seven games, but he was really good though. Well, when he won the Heisman. Yeah, they didn't win a lot. They didn't win the Big 12 or anything, but they were really good. Yeah. We're just keep we we're just adding players, and I don't know where this this debate or conversation is going. But still, I mean, these are good points. Like, is Tim Tebow really good because of the players? You and I both agree. I think he had really good players, but why were they so good? Tim Tebow was actually a good passer in college. He was right, and you want to talk about an offense? If you're a defense and you're like, okay, we have to worry about Tim Tebow throwing the football, but we also have to worry about him running. That changes the offense to allow a Cooper to get open because Team Tim will give him the ball. That makes them focus on the box so much because now you can get Percy Harvin on a jet sweep. Now you have to make this decision. Do we go after Percy Harvin or Tim Tebow? So, and like, Think about how much of a game changer it was at the time to have a guy like Tim Tebow that's going to run the option but is going to take it right up the center. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. That was the time I was explaining people this. The offense we played in high school that spread offense was like the forbidden fruit in Adam and Eve. Like we weren't supposed to do that, but you and I would watch um, Oregon. We would watch. Did we even watch urban Meyer when he was at um, Utah or whatever? No, I don't remember, but that's why we watched like this changing offense in Oregon with Chip Kelly. And then it, urban Meyer did it. Mike Leach was doing it. So for that time to have, Oregon do it, but they're fast. Now to have Tim Tebow, who's fast, but can lower his shoulder. Like. Oh, and if you, there's a really cool YouTube video of Tim Tebow, just every truck that he ever had in college. And you should watch it because there are NFL linebackers that you just watch Tim Tebow remind them that he's their father. Yeah, like, like I died for your sins. Here I am. <laughs> Me, holy football Jesus, am here for your sins. Now watch out, bitch, and like run them over. But here's a, like, I guess, can you pull up Tim Tebow's stats, his college stats? Oh, fingers, I'll get on. I mean, I'll, I'll do it up. College football stats. I mean, overall, his completion percentage was 66.4%. He threw for 9,285 yards. He had 88 passing touchdowns and 16 interceptions. Um, He had 2,947 rushing yards. He averaged 4.3 yards a carry. He had 57 rushing touchdowns. So think about that. He basically averaged 1,000 yards a year on the ground. Yeah, what hurt those stats was his freshman year. Mm -hmm. Because his freshman year, he had 358 passing yards, five touchdowns and one interception. Then his freshman year rushing, he had 469 yards rushing. But he had eight touch rushing touchdowns, though. Mm-hmm. It was that sophomore year. That sophomore year was 23 rushing touchdowns. Well, remember, like, no one knew how to defend that offense. No, no one knew how to defend that offense. And no one said, like, what do we make Tim Tebow do? Do we make him pass or do we make him run at that time? Yeah. 
so I mean, it's hard to say like Tim Tebow is not in the conversation of greatest of all time. You know, I was looking at the top 100. He wasn't until 70s. Yeah, it was 76, which is obnoxious. But I think they knock on it because he had Percy Harvin, he had Amari Cooper, he had this. I think that's what they look at. But we can make that conversation with all these other like. That's why I, I mean, the, to me, you the want to talk best about of, you want to talk about how many NFL offensive linemen Reggie Bush ran behind. Well, I was going to say that's why to me the second best is how much Reggie Bush. But if you want to talk about players around him going into those USC teams, like you had Carson Palmer's of the world, you had uh, what's his face, who's an announcer at Fox now, Matt Liner. Um, he was really good. You had offensive linemen. You had the wide receivers. I mean, you had a couple Hall of Fame offensive linemen on that team. Right. Like. I think that's the knock on Alabama players, too, is look at these guys. So it is hard to make that argument of, like, look at these players. So that's why the conversation is, are you talking about wins and losses? Are you talking about stats? Again, certain debates I get into about a certain thing. It's about stats, but then we got to look at the whole picture. And -hmm. then you got to think of it from a coach perspective of like we were talking about offense and defenses. So you got to look at it from that perspective. Don't say he's a system quarterback, but like that's not a good valid thing to do because the coach is going to adapt to what he can do. It's true. And you watched Urban Meyer change his offense over time. Right. And then the Ohio State offense looked nothing like Florida. It didn't, and it did. It did when he had a running quarterback. He likes to run the quarterback, and that's Dan Mullen, for example. Dan Mullen worked for Urban Meyer, and that's where that came from. So when he had Dak Prescott at Mississippi State, Dak Prescott could run the football. So that's why you saw a lot of uh, Kyle Trask trying to run the football, which we still don't know why. Even if it's third and one, I still don't want him to do it. I mean, he could. But a lot of that stuff, like he's not a runner. He's a passing quarterback. He can move around the pocket and throw, but he can't. Not a Mitchell Trubisky. No, no, no. But Mitchell Trubisky can like play action, move outside the pocket, run up a little bit and throw from the side. Kyle Trask is the guy like, oh, you want him to sprint out for a second, plant and then throw it. Perfect. That's why you saw Dan Mullen's Florida offense. He's trying to run Kyle a lot because that was, was the offense he ran with Urban Meyer. But Urban Meyer's pretty good at adapting. So, like, oh, I have a running quarterback, but can he pass? Great. Like, Troy Pyre could pass. So, let's not do that. Um, so, let's put it this way. If you throw Tim Tebow into those LSU teams at the same time. Like the Joe Burrow? No, 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 no. The LSU teams in the early 2000s. Oh, but him on those teams? Yeah. Yeah. Like the LSU team that won a national championship. Uh Uh-huh. To me, those LSU teams are instantly better. Now they are, but would Les Miles, but they would be better. But would they still be Florida standards? Because Les Miles would make him go under center and hand the ball off. He would not play to Tim Tebow's strength. So I think he'd still be good and the team would be better, but he would not have these stats that he has right now. That's a good point. His stats would take a hit. I do think he would have won more than one national championship. 
Maybe. I still think Florida's teams were really talented. Yeah, but those LSU teams were stacked. But they just to, never had a quarterback. But you have to get through Alabama. Yeah, but Alabama then wasn't what it is now. That's when it was. That's when he was becoming that. That that was. I know it was. It was the beginning of their dynasty, but it was like, it was early. They had just gotten done with like the Glenn Coffey era. It was that two thousand eight, two thousand nine when Alabama was like because Nick Saban's first year was like two thousand seven, but then yes. two thousand eight they were really good. Then two thousand nine they're really good. That's when you had the big boy Davis in the middle, uh, Cody Davis. Mm-hmm. You had like those dudes. That was, that was back when Nick Saban wanted a big defense. That was Marcel Darius. Yeah, that was a those were good. That was a good Alabama team. Those defenses were huge. They were huge and they could move. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they get were to the like NFL. they were like an old school three four. Because that's what Nick Saban brought from the NFL. He wanted that three four, and he wanted big. Some bitches in the middle that could eat hay behind the be- like behind the barn, like, and it worked really was scarily well. But this is a different conversation. That's why Nick Saban's one of the best college football coaches because now he's adapted. He's like, I don't need this big ass defense anymore. But I think that's what gave Alabama fits with Florida was because they ran that spread and Tim Tebow was running. Mm-hmm. But if that's the only team you have to worry about. Nick Saban was going to keep his big defense. Yeah. But then everyone else kind of hopped on that train. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, okay. That's really – I just needed validation that I was right. And football Jesus is still football Jesus. And he's our Lord and Savior. He's our Lord and Savior. And I think the next next electrical person would have been Reggie Bush. He, he was just – He's the right there with them, with Tim just Tebow. different, right? Yeah. You put him on any team, it was going to be instantly better. Now he had, I know he had the lineman, but you put him on some team, all the focus was going to be on Reggie Bush, and mm-hmm. he was going to break those tackles, and he was going to move, and and also I know we need to move on because you want to be professional and not or whatever, but Vince Young was the same thing, very electrical, yeah, and longevity. Oh, electrical. Electric. Electric. <laughs> um, you know who we didn't say and is probably the best defensive player maybe of all time? Who's that? The honey badger. But he decided to smoke pot. I know, but if he would have stayed his entire career at LSU. Do you remember how crazy good he was? Oh, he was really good. And it translates to the NFL. And he basically plays the same. Mm-hmm. Like he would line up at slot corner and drop into a deep third. So I want you to know, I just looked up Alabama real quick because I cannot remember for the life of me when they were good. Yeah. In 2008, they were 12 and 2. Coach Steve's show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Tee. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter, and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, 
you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS, to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off. Or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickoffteek.com slash CSS, use the code CSS, get 10% off, buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. As you guys know, the Coach Steve Show is also brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. The Unhinged Sports Network is a 24-hour, seven days a week, non-stop playing uh, radio podcast about any sport that you guys can imagine. They have a proud partnership with Fanatics. So if you go to the link in the description, uh, go to Fanatics, use that link, and go get some gear to support the Coach Steve Show and to support the Unhinged Sports Network. They have deals all the way up to 70% off. They have deals for free shipping. And they have every single sports team you could think of. Your college team is going to be on there. Your professional team is going to be on there. They have good deals on jerseys, t-shirts, hats, socks, anything you want. So please use the link in the description to go to fanatics.com. Say big on your team's gear to help support the the Unhinged Sports Network and to support the Coach Steve Show. Two thousand eight, yes. Two thousand seven, they went seven and six when he got there. Then the very next year, they go twelve and two. And then two thousand nine, they go fourteen and zero. Okay. It did not take Nick Saban long. Uh, they in the two thousand eight, they lost in the Sugar Bowl, and then that two thousand nine, they won the championship. Which, by the way, is what I expect out of Brett Bielema. Yes, you can go seven and six, then I won twelve and two the next year. And then eight championships. And then I yeah, we won eight championships. They have to be NFTs every year so we could get money. Uh, and, and then I want to see the football coaches being played and being paid in Dogecoin as it goes on. Mm-hmm. For sure. That was a long conversation. It was. It's also the most like sports conversation I think you and I have ever had. Um, yeah, but no charisma. No, no, no charisma. Um, I think they you, watched the COVID brain one, and that's probably where that came from. <laughs> where you failed to defend your guy. Um, you know what? Nathan would say a sentence or talk for two minutes, and I'm sitting here going, I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> Okay, do you want to talk about Illinois basketball? 
Oh, they hired Chester Freight. See, you guys haven't talked to me for three months. Don't want to do the podcast no more. I get it. Listen, Steve, I just need money. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Safe moon is enough. <laughs> Listen. It was, you know what? You want money? Go to Chelsea Handler. That's where you'll get your money. If you were even paying me in Dogecoin, I would be happy. I don't know what you want. I'll give you Barstool stock. I mean, that's actually not bad. While I, we're I, here, oh, damn it. What are you doing? I've been messing, trying to figure out what an overlay is and trying to figure that out. So I try to make this background where we show like the Twitters, but it just doesn't work. Because this is what an overlay is, and I can't figure out how to make it for free because I don't want to pay for it. Like this. Like if I could get something, this is the free one they give me. If I could figure something out, hmm. I'm just not tech savvy. You have to buy Adobe for like $300 a year, and I'm just not about it. Oh. Uh, I guarantee your school has Adobe for free. We do, but we don't have the Adobe like podcast stuff. We don't have the... It's very strange. If we do, I can't figure out how to get on it. But I've gone on to make pictures and stuff. But I almost guarantee your school has Adobe like multimedia suite. They might. I thought of this too. I think they might. They might be on the the computer lab computers. I don't know about. I'd have to do it at the school. Yeah, I think you're going to have to do that because, like, if they have a journalism class, well, they have a technology class. I guarantee it's on those. I don't even know if we're allowed to use the library computers because of COVID. I don't know. You should find out. Well, school is uh, done June 4th, so. Get on it, Steve. I don't care. Um, so how do you feel about Chester Frazier? I loved it. it, it bring him home. I like it too. Um, I, was, I was kind of hoping Roger they get Roger Powell as well, but that was going to be a tough hire. Well, we're not getting him away from Gonzaga. Well, that's, that's why. Like, I thought they could have. Then I didn't know Chester Frazier was on the radar. I didn't either. And it kind of came out of left field. I also still don't have Twitter. So. I got a debate with the DC at Clifton Central today. Okay. About LBJ. But he came after me. And one of the first things he said was, did Dr. Biscuits get his Twitter back? Oh, really? Yes. Now, I ignored that comment of his because he pissed me off so much. So if he ever (laughs) listens to this, he pissed me off a lot. He's he's not that nice to where I'm starting to get personal because he makes it personal. 
but he did ask if you had your Twitter. Yeah, no, I, I can't. You're missing. I've tried. Hatred. I've tried three times. It just runs you in a circle. Do you want me to try on I've my done. on my suburb connection? No, it just runs you in a circle. You do like this four hour thing where they're like, "Is this really you?" And then it takes you back to the original screen. But you like, tried on. Oh. Did you try installing it and reinstalling it? Yes. Because I asked a coach about it, and he said, hey, have him try this. Because I've I've noticed, like, I'm too happy. I need need Twitter. You need the hatred. I need the hate back in my life. But I also need you back on there because then we can balance it. I'm getting too much hatred. Because I did very well on that NBA player conversation. And then you got off Twitter, and everything just fell off the rails. It's it. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm missing a lot of the conversations that I want to be in. You just need to make a new one, I guess. Oh, by the way, fucking Raising Canes has a new commercial. Have you seen it? They have. They're been... basically they're saying, "Hey, we're going to give you a bunch of shit." To make a sandwich. But you've got to cut the bread yourself. Before you Have you get, watched the commercial? I have, but before you fly off, have you noticed ever since we did that, it's been popping up more with like a commercial sponsorships. Do I need to play the commercial for people? No. I don't want to see the goddamn commercial. Fucking, are you about to play the commercial? I am not. I can't. It's on YouTube. You can't. They'll probably take it down. They'll probably be flagged. Good. So anyway, Raising Cane's comes out with this fucking commercial where they're trying to make themselves look like a real restaurant. But it's not. Yeah, they make it look they look like a sit-down family restaurant, and it's not. And they're showing, it's like, hey, here's the components of a sandwich, but we're so fucking lazy, you have to cut this piece of bread yourself and stick our fucking chicken strips in there and dunk it into our one sauce. Our expired ranch chipotle sauce. Just the balls of that company. You know what? They get like 1% respect for taking the swing. (laughs) But read the room. We're not going to cut our own fucking bread. Feel the room and read this. I can make make my own chicken. Exactly. When I go to a restaurant, I don't mind that there's chicken strips on the damn menu, but I better see a burger on the other side of the menu. I better see something else. And also, I kind of feel the same way about Chick-fil-A. Yeah, but the only thing that saves Chick-fil-A is that Tim Tebow makes them closed every Sunday. It's true, because Chick-fil-A respects our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and also hates gays. But, you know, 
I don't get how you could have a restaurant and basically only make a chicken sandwich. Or st- no, chicken which strips. is what Chick Fil A does. Which, but Chick Fil A, what do they actually like? I've been to Chick Fil A once. I in the union at school when I worked there, there was a Chick Fil A. Now back yeah. then, it was just their sandwich, and then you had the waffle fries. But then they gradually learned. What if we make chicken nuggets? So they made those. They put a pickle on the sandwich. So that was like the big thing. Then they were like, what if we put a piece of cheese on there too? Then it just moved. Now they've grown. They have like a healthy sandwich. They have a salad. They, they've they grown a little bit. But it's still just chicken. I just, I don't get it. I don't get the, like a chicken sandwich has an upper limit to like how good it could possibly be. I want to look at Chick-fil-A's menu. And we brought this up. Like if somebody's sitting there talking about Chick-fil-A and they're jizzing in their pants about it. Oh, they have breakfast now. Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit. Egg white grill. Hash brown scramble burrito. Bacon egg and cheese see, biscuit. Okay. So they branch out. Hash browns. Sausage and egg cheese muffin. Fruit, a Greek yogurt parfait, fruit cup. See, this is stuff Raisin Cane's need to take notes. Now their normal stuff, they have the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, Chick-fil-A deluxe, which is just cheese, lettuce, tomato, and the chicken. They have the spicy chicken sandwich, grilled chicken. Then they've got their nuggets, like Chick-fil-A nuggets, grilled nuggets. Chick-fil-A cool wrap. So do people just eat at Chick-fil-A because they want to feel like they're a child again? I think they feel like they're a child or they're afraid they're going to go to hell. It's one of the two. (laughs) So if I eat this uh, ignorant chicken, our Lord and Savior will forgive me. Right. For my sins. Cool. Or you can be like Ralphie May and get high, go order Chick-fil-A, and then realize as you're in the drive-thru, it's Sunday. Did you ever see that? No. Ralphie may stand up when he said that. No, but that's funny. Oh, you remember how funny he was? Oh, yeah. Is he dead? Listen. Yeah, he passed away. Um, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast like way back when Joe Rogan started it. He was a guest a couple of times. Yeah. They got high and talked about aliens. <laughs> Did, uh, you know who else was super funny, but it ends up as a total piece of shit? Um, do you remember Carlos Mencia? Yeah, he he turned into a piece of shit, and then he like stole comedians' material. And you know Joe Rogan's the one that called him out on that, right? Yeah, they were at the uh, comedy store that they all go to in California. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan called him out on it, and they almost got in a fight on stage. And I'm like, Joe Rogan will kick your ass. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Um, Joe Rogan was banned from that place for a couple years. Because of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want to talk Marvel a little bit? We should because we're getting fired up on chicken. Now, I will say this yeah. Chick fil A's website's even better than Raising Cane's. Well, it has to be because they have an actual menu. They have an actual, it was colorful, it was long, it was more, it was breakfast items, lunch items, dessert items. I think, I think there was a picture of Jesus on there. Like, it was just see. 
then this is the stuff that I look for in a chicken sandwich. Since since I moved everything, I'm right by the bookshelf. Let's talk like, about our Lord and Savior. <laughs> like when I eat a chicken sandwich, I like to think to myself, would the people behind this chicken sandwich want to give electroshock therapy to gay people? And you have to make that decision. And then that tells me whether it's a good chicken sandwich or not. You know, because if God doesn't approve, who might eat this sandwich? You know, it's just just food for thought. It's food you for know? thought. It's a waste of taxpayer money. You just know what it is. <laughs> okay, just just take them out back and get and take a crossbow, and we'll get this over with. <laughs> I'll give a turkey call out. Um. Okay, so I fe- I finally finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It took me like an extra month and a half because I don't have Twitter to make me angry enough that I have to dive into Marvel. Well, before you get going, we all said this, and me and Logan said this too. We haven't me and Logan have done Geek Corner a while, but I have HBO now. I need to watch the Snyder Cut. I guess oh. I haven't seen any other DC movies though besides Batman's, like the good ones. None. Yeah. I've never seen Aquaman. I've never seen Batman for Superman. Aquaman's good. Well, I'll have to watch him. But Marvel has just set the standard. Falcon Winter Soldier was great because you could just turn your brain off, though. So there was no like conspiracy theory. No. But you could shut your brain off, but at the same time, like the story behind it i thought was super interesting it was because one of the things we all said during wandavision was we have to address the the blip the snap like how does this affect everything and falcon the winter soldier really hit on it because i think thanos was right and what's going on in real world right now i think he was right i think there's something to be said for there's too many people on this planet Right now, there is like we are going to outcompete our ability to create food very soon, which is a real problem, and no one's talking about it, but it's it's real. And I think the idea that they brought up in Falcon Winter Soldier were like, oh hey, when half the population left, everyone just opened their borders up, and they were just happy if people showed up to help do work. Mm-hmm. Then we, then the people, but that's the thing they brought up. Everyone came back, and the people that came back, they're like, "Let's go back to normal, like immediately." And the, what were they called? The flag smashers. Yeah, they were villains. Let's not get it twisted. People were like, "They're not villains," and I'm not saying they're villains because of how they're going about it. The, the, the cause they wanted, it, we, I understood after a while. Like I get it. It's just how you're going about it. Mm-hmm. But it was funny how they filmed this. They brought it into like what we're all actually going through in the real world. And it wasn't too far one way or too far the other way. Like a lot of Hollywood people do because they're out of touch. <laughs> um, I The story was interesting. I also thought it was interesting. Like you have the fake Captain America 
who I ended up rooting for at the end. Yeah, he brought it back when he say when he uh, what was it the the tank or the big RV thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he kind of brought it back, but there was a point in time where I was like, you know, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Somebody just killed him. Be fine with it. Yeah. I also think it was interesting to show that even like the, because for all intents and purposes, he was a good dude. Yeah, but that's well meaning. He was well meaning, but he had, he's attention seeking. He wants this, like, Oh, he wanted the limelight of being he, Captain America. He wanted the limelight. He really thought that he was Captain America like Steve Rogers was, and he thought he was because he actually fought in the war and whatever. And that serum really shows who you are. Because people forget that when in Captain America, the first one, he when Steve Rogers took it, it just amplified like how good he was. Mm-hmm. When these other people took the serum, it really shows who they are. So this kind of showed who he was. But even that moment where his partner died. That was a dark moment for Marvel. Because I don't think we, you and I had talked about that. That was a dark moment. And it isn't very often. It doesn't get talked about very often. But Marvel has this like running rule where their superheroes don't ever kill anyone. Any people. Right? Like, like think about They don't go out of their way to like kill people. They'll get rid of the villains, but like they don't go out of their way to like, yeah. I'm going to hunt this guy down and kill him. Like, okay, people in the Marvel Universe that have done that. The Punisher. Deadpool. Jessica Jones. Kind of. Which I know you haven't seen. But that's just about it. Well, I'm assuming Black Widow. That we haven't seen that though. Yeah, but we, yeah, you're right. We haven't seen it, and a lot of their stuff is non-lethal. Right. Which, like, like if, if you think back to every villain in a movie, none of them were like they hunt them down, like to find them, but it's not to hunt them down and be like, you don't get the vibe of killing. Like when this happened, and and this fake Captain America was chasing him, like you knew, like he oh he beat him, him to death. Yeah, and then you take that shield and like do it like the filming of it was phenomenal to give that vibe of how dark this was. And then I love the very next episode. It literally picked up where it left off. And that mm-hmm. fight scene was one of the best fight scenes they have 
choreographed. Oh, like when that redheaded lady kicked the guy into the beam and you just like heard his neck snap. Like I physically went, oh. Like that UFC fight that just happened not too long ago. Did you watch that where the guy broke Mm -hmm. his leg? Oh, we were at the bar. And it was on and that guy kicked the other guy and that's what broke his leg. And the snap was so loud. I can still hear it. Yeah. That was the same thing as that marble kick you're talking about. That's that snap. That fight scene was really good choreographed in the next one where Bucky and Sam go and fight him. Like those were great choreographed fights. Yeah. I also really, really enjoyed when the Wakandan guard showed up. And was it Bucky was like, hey, you probably shouldn't mess with them. Mm-hmm. And fake Captain America was like, oh, whatever, and tries to fight him. And <laughs> Bucky's just like, told you. <laughs> and I love how they're just standing there watching. They're just like, eh. And then they like eventually try to like help a little bit. That's something I told Logan because one of the things in Marvel is what are they going to do with Black Panther 2? Like, wh- what characters do we have now that's going to connect to that? And I keep forgetting that Bucky is connected. Because that's where he stayed. So that was when that happened. It dawned on me. like When she like took his arm off. Like could Bucky and them be in Black Panther 2? I think so. It'd be neat. <clears throat> but they're going to make another Captain America movie that we never knew about. It's not even in the timeline. Did you see the interview with Anthony Mackie about like, was it he was talking to his son about like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or no, the end of uh, Infinity War. And his son was like, wait, are you Captain America? And Anthony Mackie was like, I I think so. And then he said like a month later, his son like realized that, oh crap, my dad's Captain America and like ran up and gave him a big hug. You seen that interview? Because that was, yeah, he got the shield or whatever from, yeah. From Steve. No, I really liked Falcon the Winter Soldier. A lot of people, not a lot, but there was a lot of blowback from the final episode. I mean, they made a political statement. They did, but like I said, I felt like, though, it wasn't too far one way or too far the other. You well, kind Steve, of... I think we can all agree that these immigrants are ruining our country. They are ruining the country, but what I'm saying is we need borders. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and one side of the border can have raising canes, and the other side can have Chick-fil-A, and you pick... Where you want to be. One side has religion, and the other side has raising canes. And one of these sides is going to have Safe Moon, and the other side's going to have... Doge. Doge. And you... Exactly. And you interpret that how you want and pick for these <laughs> options. I'm not going to tell you which side they're on or what's connected, but you have to yeah. figure that out. We're not getting political. Okay. No. no. Just figure out which side of the religion Dogecoin border you want to be on. And another side's going to have a specific NBA player wearing a China hat from Barstool.com. And you interpret that how you will. Um, hopefully they wrote him a check this month 
anyway. I also really think the idea of having a – I liked the storyline about the black guy that was basically super serumed. Yes, because that's actually – I like how – I mean, you want to talk about the ugly truths of this country? We can get into that. But that that was a really, like, easy – not easy to digest, but, like – easily understandable way to like remind people that there are a lot of African-American veterans in this country that were unknowingly like recruited for trials with drugs that they have no clue what they were taking. Like way back. We're talking way back. I mean, World War II. Because it first started, was it the, not the, the Civil War didn't do the drugs and stuff, but it was World War Two, or what? Oh, I was thinking World War One. No. Uh, yeah, Brad, there, World War II, World War Two is a conspiracy theory. What happened <laughs> overseas never happened. Exactly. Now we all know that that nothing's real. Um, Hitler is a artist comedian still alive. All right, now now I'm going. I'm turning to Tim Dillon. That's yeah. Exactly. Uh. No, like I said, you could turn your brain off for a second. And then when that come up, you could be like, oh, I rel- we can't relate to this, but we can process that. Well, I think there's a certain amount of people that probably don't know that story. Right. Like we do, but people younger than us probably don't. And even I took the, I tried like after watching that first episode where they kind of explain like, Oh, hey, I was given this stuff and they, they didn't tell me what it was. I went back and like looked up some articles because I had admittedly I, I knew the stuff had happened, but I didn't know everything. Mm-hmm. I still don't. I wouldn't claim to. But it's gross. It is a really bad part of our history, but I think to in, in a show where it's basically Captain America 2.0. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of look at the nasty underbelly of what America is. Right. A little bit. Right. Now going into the fictional part. I liked this part and didn't like this part. I like this because it was like, look, somebody else was this person before Steve in World War II. Or like after after World War II. Yes. Like it was Steve, but then... Look at what America did. Covered it up. Covered it up, and then they had the original, you know, I guess I can say a black Captain America. And no one knew. And again, that kind of points out, and to me, that, that, that kind of takes, movies have done this, but since they've done other things, movie it took it as a shot to our government and stuff. I don't care what side you're on. They're both wrong, like to the extreme. Mm-hmm. But it took a shot at that. Like, look how shitty politicians are. Look how shitty the government can be in a Marvel way. Yeah. And is there anyone worse than the guy who created the fake Captain America? Like the politician dude, the fake politician? Yeah, that's 
That guy sucks. Also, who is the lady that recruits him? We don't know. I heard – now this is where theories come out. I heard, and I think it's true. That was supposed to – somewhere around that was supposed to be the connection from Black Widow. Okay. I think her character was supposed to be in Black Widow or something. Because originally before COVID, there was a connection between Black Widow and Falcon the Winter Soldier. Now, it wasn't like a big connection like we might see in Doctor Strange and and uh, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were supposed to see Black Widow first, then Falcon the Winter Soldier. So I guess that was supposed to be the connection. I don't really know who that is. She's the girl from Seinfeld or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, Elaine. Yeah. From Seinfeld. Um, I really don't know what that character is supposed to be. But I think they're setting up the def- – is it the Defenders? No, the Defenders is Jessica Jones and the Iron Fist and Luke Cage. There's another group that this is building up for. And I can't remember what it's called. It's not the Young Avengers. It's – there's another group that's being set up because this character, when he he's called the agent now. Yes. This is – it's supposed to be setting up. So I, she, I think maybe it might be kind of like um, Samuel Jackson's character in a way. Okay. Um, I'm trying to look up what her official uh, name is. Uh, oh, from her character? Yeah. Also, Sharon Carter doing the turn to be a bad guy. So. That was interesting. So I want to look to see what that is. I cannot remember. What does the Agent Falcon Winter Soldier lead to? I don't know. Um, so me and Logan had this conversation. We There's so many things this could lead into. Like, is this going to lead into Falcon the Winter Soldier 2? Then we saw it's going to be Captain America 2. Does this continue into that? It's rumored this sets up Secret Invasion. Okay. That she's actually a scroll. Okay. And this can also set up to what's happening in outer... Oh, you haven't seen... Have you seen Spider-Man Far From Home? No, I haven't watched it yet. You've got to watch it because the end of it, the, the credit scene kind of relates to what could happen here. What did I say that lady's name was? You didn't. I'm trying to look up... Wait, Don Cheadle was in Falcon and Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. I don't care about... Julio Louis-Dreyfus. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Oh, yeah, that was her name. Is the lady's name. Okay. This is really bad podcasting that we're doing right now. It defines podcasting. If it was, was the sports show, maybe, but this is a podcast. Uh... Are you talking about because we have to look it up? Yeah. We don't have fingers. 
I don't know how to type this in because I want to know. It's going to bother me what they set up. Ooh. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, so evidently she's an agent of Shield. Well, Shield is in the comics. Hmm. Maybe it is the Dark Avengers. I don't know. They talked about how they're setting oh. setting something up. Oh, Steve! Evidently, she was banging Nick Fury. Oh, we're we gonna find that out later on. I don't know. Wow. She's getting some of that Fury Strange. I mean, that's a movie I'd watch. Maybe that's what Seeker Invasion's about. <laughs> the old sausage and the old... Lady wants her some Nick Fury sausage. You know? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? This is going to bother me because I read it. God bless it. What are you looking for, Steve? Because his character, the agent, is setting up a different group. And I remember reading it after it happened, and I don't, it's not the Defenders, but like, I can't remember if it's like the Dark Avengers or. I mean, isn't the Young Avengers the thing? Yeah, but that's not who he is. That's supposed to be like Ant-Man's kid and. Uh, um... Isn't She-Hulk in there? Yeah, and then like um, Hawkeye's daughter and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I feel like that's a TV show. That yeah, wouldn't be it could be a movie. What I'm trying to say, like, I don't want that as a movie. I want that as a TV show. All right, well, I give up. I can't find it. So what is the next thing that comes out? Loki's coming out. In June, I think. June 9th, Loki's coming out on Disney+. Plus. Did you see there's a, a totally off subject here. Did you see there's a new Conjuring coming out? I did. I'm not about those movies, though. I'm all about those movies. 
The only one I thought about watching was Unholy with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I've never, never even heard of it. It, it came, it's just now coming out on like digital. It came out in theaters like a month or two ago. You're just obsessed with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I am. There's a movie on Hulu called uh, The Postcard Killings based off a James Patterson book. It's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. He's It's great acting by everybody. But yes, Loki comes out June 9th and then comes out in July. Okay. And then uh, you'll have that Sang, Sang-Gi movie and the Ten Rings coming out, which I, I have no idea how that's going to fit into Marvel. It's a Marvel thing. The only thing that Logan has told me that we know of is from Iron Man 3. That's the villain, right? Yeah, that villain that they made. They made up is actually a real person. Yeah. And I guess throughout the Marvel movies, there's been symbols of this 10 rings all over Marvel movies, apparently. I feel like if there was ever going to be a tie-in to Doctor Strange, that would be it. You would think, but it's not. Um, Loki could really tie into Doctor Strange. Loki Or the Iron Fist. But Loki, I think, is where we're going to see the multiverse. Okay. Because if you watched all the trailers, Owen Wilson's character and them, they're responsible for the flow of time. So when the Avengers travel back in time, that destroys a lot of it. So I think what put it back together was when Steve Rogers went back to take all the stones back. Well, in that Mm -hmm. one where Loki disappeared, that ruined it. So they're taking Loki and they said, you need to fix this. So they're trying uh, to get the flow of time back. So they're going to bounce around all over the place. So we're probably going to see the multiverse. So even though WandaVision probably opened it or did something, I wonder if Loki messing around is going to do something as well. Because I remember there being a picture and it shows like Loki. And it's a it's a cartoon that shows Loki and Wanda like bouncing around and then Doctor Strange shows up like I was gone for five minutes and look what you guys did or something like yeah. you look what you did can I make a new girl reference sure which by the way has become my favorite TV show well this has been a great podcast there's no longer <laughs> Dogecoin being paid it's just a classic Loki Wanda mess around that's what you call that but yeah I, I don't know I don't watch new girl it's a good show. Lucifer's coming back soon this month. I have to watch I'm excited it. about that. Oh, you watch Lucifer? Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I've uh I've had a lot of free time now that I'm not constantly streaming Twitter just getting angry about things. You can watch something and stream at the same time. It's but it takes up my whole life. It's like when am I supposed to get mad about Illinois losing recruiting battles to other schools? You are going to come back when we get closer to college football. Oh, for sure. I'll just create a new Twitter account if I have to. And then you'll just go and it'll be at Dr. Dr. Chicken Strips, just like my thing. And then you'll just look at your old Twitter, follow everybody that you did before, and it'll be right back where it was. 
for none of them are going to follow me back. Because you're like Dr. Chicken Strips. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? Does he work for Raising Cane's or Chick-fil-A? Or yeah. Popeye's? Can we talk about Popeye's then? Can we throw that in there? Oh, Popeye's in the same vein. I just think... But doesn't Popeye's... Popeye's has like bone-in chicken, right? Do they? I've never, I've never been there. I don't know. I went to Popeye's once when I was in college. I didn't because there was none around, but up here you've got, you've seen it. You got Popeye's, Chick-fil-A, and then like, what, 0.2 of a mile? You got Raising Cane's. Well, you also live in Chicago. I live in a suburb. So you. Because the next time, hold on. Living in Chicago. Next time somebody says living in Chicago or your mayor, when they're talking about the Lord of the Rings character, Lightfoot, I'm going to lose it. Because that's not my mayor that is in Cook County. She needs to go put the ring in the freaking fires of Mordor and let's get this over with. Who, okay, Steve, who's the hero of Lord of the Rings? Samwise Gamgee. Okay, did you read that thing too? Yeah, but we had this conversation years before. We've talked about it before that. Yeah, no, that's why I brought it up. Because like I remember you and I talking about this in like 2006. If not before. Before that, it was probably 04. It was probably 1974. I don't know. We were sitting there eating a tub of peanut butter. With saltine crackers. Watching Lord of the Rings because there was nothing else to do. The original DVD, like what I have is the newer DVDs from years ago. This was the original because you had the box set. Yeah, the extended cuts. The extended cuts. Can we get the Lord of the Rings cut? Do you know much? Fifteen hours long. I would watch it. Oh, I'd watch every bit of it. I would call off work the for three times... months. <laughs> I would lock myself in a room and do nothing but watch it for months. I would, I would buy a, I would buy a tote full of peanut butter and watch it. I'd buy my body weight in peanut butter. Like South Park where they played the games and they got huge. That's what I would look like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Just games. Hey, that's enough protein. Is it though? Peanut butter's protein. There's not a lot of protein in peanut butter, man. It's enough for Lord of the Rings to get me through to watch it. Just give me some protein B12. Good luck. But yes, back to the thing. Loki's coming out, multiverse stuff. It looks really good. The last trailers and sneak peeks they're showing, it's going to be phenomenal. Then you got Black Widow coming out, which I'm not as excited for because it's been 16 years. The only thing I'm excited for is to see David Harbour in it. Isn't that supposed to be like her dad? I don't know if it's her dad or some. I have no idea. But he's supposed to be the Russian version of Captain America. Oh, like, really? Like before. This has been years after, but that's what he was made for. Okay. No, obviously it's David Harbour, so he's... he. They call him fat in the thing, but I think he's that weight because he was filming it around the same time that he did Stranger Things Season 3 where he got bigger on purpose. Mm-hmm. 
That's another thing I'm looking forward to, Stranger Things 4. Okay. I'm not as excited anymore for Stranger Things. I am, because did you see the creepy trailer that meant nothing, but it was creepy at the same time? Yeah. No, I think uh, I'm going to get more excited when it gets closer, but I'm not like counting down the days like I was for the other Stranger Things. Well, because we don't know. We have no idea when it's coming. Yeah. It was supposed to be this year, but I don't think it's going to happen. Why wouldn't it? I I think they should put it out now. Well, they'll probably wait until around Halloween, right? Well, that's the thing. We don't know what... what um holiday they're going to look at because they've done Halloween. Did we freeze? Are we unfrozen? Yeah. Because they did Halloween in the first season. Mm-hmm. Right? Was it the first season? Yeah. Then the second season was the same thing, wasn't it? It wasn't Halloween. Was it Thanksgiving? Maybe, because season three was 4th of July. It could be Christmas. So maybe it'll come out around Christmas. I don't even know if they're done filming it yet. That's the thing. Because I don't think they started filming it before COVID happened. I think it was like right when COVID was when they were going to do it, and then they stopped. They didn't do it. Then they've gone in waves of like filming it, pause, filming, pause. I finally watched it. Won't watch it. Nope. You haven't watched it? I don't watch those movies and I'm not going to. Mike from Stranger Things on there. Yeah, I could give a rat's ass if he's in it. <laughs> Michael He's Jordan, really good. Michael Jordan could be in that movie and I won't watch it. What if Michael Jordan was in it with the Toon Squad? Nope. I don't care if Tim Tebow was in it. And Pennywise was LeBron James. Still wouldn't Well, I'm not going to watch it because of that. I'm not going to watch Space Jam 2. (laughs) Okay, you know he actually got poked in the eye, right? But you don't have to look like your kid was brought out and beaten with a bat in the legs. But Steve, he got a high ankle sprain. Oh my god. He'll never be the same. He'll never be the same and he'll have to put something on Instagram saying how he's not supposed to play but for the fans that he doesn't care about. For the love of the game. As long as China cashes the check. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't care about uh, the whatever Chinese sweatshops that create his shoes. But Kyrie and um, what's his face on the Clippers? Kawhi Leonard are worse about that stuff than he is. Not the flop. Well, the have you watched? Have you actually watched any of the playoffs? Snippets. So I'm stuck in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, and I have nothing else to do other than watch the NBA. And uh, I watched Denver and Portland yesterday. And 
Freaking Damian Lillard is the scariest human being on earth. When he's on. That dude, it is insane. He's really good. Like, I've known heat check guys, but he's like the ultimate heat check. He shoots uh, like the heat check like Steph Curry, but he has the mama mentality. Like, that's how he plays. That's just it. He's like Steph, but with more of a killer instinct. And he's trying you know I mean? so like hard. A... He's trying so hard not to leave Portland. They just they can't put a good team around him. By the way, your your little like uh, highlight videos are really great. I work really hard on those. Yeah, no, they they come out really nice. That's what I did when they were fixing the air conditioning today. Oh, really? Um, well, actually, what I was going to say is, like, if it did boot me off for a reason, it was going to work out pretty well because I have to work at 5 a.m. Oh, no, we're reaching the end anyway. So when I edit this, people are going to hear that. Like, what do you mean the end? It was just whatever. You're talking about... Leonard in Portland, and then goodbye. Um, I keep that whole film up. This is what happened between Steve got up to piss and grabbed a piece of this small cake and ate it while we sat while I sat here. Dude, cake sounds really good. It's like a strawberry shortcake. I uh. I'm sitting here. I got the munchies right now, man. Well, you do look like Mike. Magnum P.I. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Now, if you just had scotch and a cigar, and like a piece of cake next to you, it would all fit. And I should have room just... next to you. Oh, that got dark. That must be something else. That did. That got really <laughs> dark. That was like a... That was a Family Guy cutscene. Watching Family Guy yesterday, they did a cutaway, and oh, it was when Peter's friends with the women, and they talk bad about him behind his back. Oh yeah, and he comes back to Lois, and he's like, "Lois, you were right. They were talking bad about me." And she goes, "Oh, Peter, what happened?" He goes, "The cutaway was so long, I forgot everything they said, but I know it was me." (laughs) (laughs) Um. I watched the weirdest episode of Family Guy that I've ever seen on the elliptical the other day. And it was like, Stewie gets pregnant with him and Brian's baby. Oh, yeah. He like impregnates himself with Brian's DNA. Yes. It's the weirdest episode. Yeah. Yes. I could have gone my whole life and never seen that. And the babies that are born is what scars you. Yeah, it, I just could have done without that whole episode. When he's driving to the hospital, he goes, just call the number on here. <laughs> he's like, there's four numbers. He's like, this is the number, Brian, you have to call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then when they're call born, the and they're, then they're splattering in the car. I could have gone without that, and I could have gone without the yeah. kid being born. Yeah, I could have done without the whole thing. Really. 
all of it. But before we got off, I was saying about Lin- about him in Portland was he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to team up with superstars. He wants to win there really badly. But it's not going to happen. Which sucks. Because think about, like, loyalty is not a super uh, big thing in the NBA. No, because he brought that up in the bubble last year. Yeah. Was he doesn't want to team up with people if he doesn't have to. He wants to win. And he wants to win in Portland. Did you see Kevin Durant didn't put Russell Westbrook in his top five players he's ever played with? What a scumbag. That's a scumbag, and that's very ignorant. Like, you're, how, his mama needs to slap him. I think Kevin Durant's probably one of the least likable people in the NBA. Yeah, all the stuff I give about LeBron James, I give it equally to when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. And now he's on another super team with Brooklyn. Yeah, when people bring that up to me, I'm like, no, I give him just I want I don't say it vocally because I don't know that many Kevin Durant fans, actually. I don't think he has a lot. He did at one I mean, point. He does. When he was with the Thunder, he had a lot. Well, yeah, but I don't know anyone who like is a diehard Kevin Durant fan. I don't either. There used to be like his shoes were all over the place. And he had good shoes. Like, I liked his shoes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, scumbag. Because Westbrook, I have a love-hate relationship with. There's times I'm a huge fan of his and times I'm not. But the past couple years, I have been. I was talking about this the other day. Like, it's sad to me watching him play to a certain extent because, like, his game is not going to age well. No, and it's slowly happening. Yeah. Like, he's still there. He can still do it, but it's not what it was. Well, it's like, um, I know you got to go, but it's like Derrick Rose. Now, he's slowly kind of doing things he used to do, but, yeah, I mean, he got hurt, but that type of stuff doesn't age very good. Well, but Derrick Rose now plays a different game. Right, and now... Like, Derrick has developed an old man game. Is Westbrook going to be able to do that? Because the greats do that. I'm going to name two, and nobody can deny me of this. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. And anybody cannot deny, especially Kobe Bryant, when he was first in the league, guess what he did? High-flying, slam-dunking people and doing this and that. I think it was after the first or second championship, he kind of realized, like, I have to develop a post-game. I have to develop an old man game early. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I can't maintain this. Which, by the way, Kobe's post game was electric. Electric. Po- electrical. Electric <laughs> slide. Like, it was good. Yeah. And that's what I try to say about LeBron James. Now he's slowly proven me wrong, but like that high flying stuff only goes so far. But Steve, he's got a high ankle sprain now. He's never going to be the same. <sighs> Can he just go away? Can he just go live at the Nike factory? In China. Can he go break more NBA rules and not get suspended for them? To sell tequila? Wait, is that an NBA rule? There's COVID protocols where if they go to certain places and this and that, and he broke them. And the NBA's rebuttal to that was basically like, oh, it was a safe environment. 
was their thing. Now I get it. Was is it, is it a kind of a stupid thing? Kind of yes. Do I want them to suspend him because of who it is? Yes. But at the same time, I get it. But at the same time, it's like someone. I feel like that that rule is just for to keep James Harden out of strip clubs. Well, Pat McAfee said on a show yesterday, he said, what if, um, who's the guy on the Suns? Um, Chris Paul? No, the other guy that's good. Alex. Uh, is it Booker? I don't know, they're playing right now. Booker? Is that his name? Devin Booker? Yeah. Is that who it is? I think so. Isn't that who's good? Yes. So Pat McAfee brought this up. He said, what if Devin Booker did that? What if he went to go sell his tequila at this place and the NBA found out? Do you think they would have uh, suspended him for a game or two for breaking protocol? Oh, 100%. 100%. They're not going to do it because it's LeBron James. It's LeBron and, James and it's the Lakers. Right. And they've already – Pat McAfee heard some rumblings from some NBA players. They're not happy about it. Hey, which, by the way, now that Golden State got booted out of the play-in tournament – there's zero chance there's a play-in tournament next year, right? Again, you have to go, and I'm whatever. The playing thing didn't make sense to me because in my mind, a playing game should be for the eighth seed, right? When you talk about a playing game, yeah, not a playing game. Who's going to get the seventh seed, and then another playing game? Who's going to get the eighth seed? Well, I don't know. I kind of liked it because I like. I would rather watch Memphis than Golden State, but I think the NBA is losing a fuckload of money now that Golden State's not in the playoffs. Well, you may not see a playing game because LeBron was complaining about it, but he's the one that wanted it in the first place. Yeah. And well, that's he's, why compl- they did it. he's complaining about it now that he's got to play in it. Right. But LeBron fans will tell me I'm wrong. Because you are wrong, and LeBron does nothing wrong. And he's basketball jesus and he's anti-vaxxer did you see that now do i care no i don't care if people don't want to get vaccinated don't yeah i don't i don't it's a choice and that's all i'll say about that that'll get me in trouble it's a choice at this point i was about to say you're gonna get this taken off youtube it's a choice i don't care um i don't know it's lebron you talk all this stuff about politics for a long time and then this pops up and you just Whatever. Ron White's tequila is probably better anyway. I mean, who would you trust to have a good tequila brand? Someone who's literally like pickled his own liver in alcohol or LeBron James? Pickled in alcohol, of course. Exactly. Like if somebody's going to know what good tequila tastes like, it's Ron White. I think his is called number one. Number one. Of course it is. They drink it on – he was on Joe Rogan's podcast like three times. I think it was the second one. Yeah. Second or third one they brought and they got drunk off of it. <laughs> and Ron White – I think it was like, every time I come here, Joe, you just get me fucked up. I'm hot, <laughs> I'm drunk. Just like Alex Jones. I don't think Alex Jones has gotten high on them, though. He's gotten drunk. Yeah, no, I don't think he smokes. He does. He just didn't do it on there. Oh. I don't think he has. Which I can't imagine. I wouldn't want to see Alex Jones stoned. So if you go to Spotify and type in Joe Rogan and Alex Jones, someone uploaded one of Alex Jones's episodes with Joe Rogan on his 
InfoWars. Oh, really? It's like four hours long. Oh, hey, you, um, there's a really, really good Joe Rogan with a dude called Matty Matheson. And he's one of my favorite chefs. And you should listen to it. Is that one of the most recent ones he did, like not too long yeah. ago? Yeah. Um, it's super interesting because the dude's parents were Mormon. And he like talks about breaking away from that family. And to look at him now, he's like 100% covered in tattoos. And he's this big fat guy, like does not look like he's ever been Mormon. Um, but it, it was a super interesting Joe Rogan podcast. I'll listen to that. You need to listen to the Dave Chappelle one. It's not bad. I don't get, I can't look up Joe. Like I have the Spotify app and I tried to look up Joe Rogan podcast on there. And all it has is super old episodes. It's got like episode 90. Oh no. I just looked up today. I have them all. Then I went back and listened to Dan Crenshaw at the beginning. Like I'll look it up right now. I yes, guarantee. I see, look. I have it oh. right here. Why? Yeah, see, when I go to all episodes, there's like there's literally like episode two from 2015. Episode two. He started in 2009. I know. It's, I don't know what's going on. Like why my phone won't let me. Here's mine. Like it's. I don't know. Does it need to be updated? I've, I've tried everything I can. I can't like. I don't understand why I can't. And the Ethan Soupley whatever. That's a good one. And Dave Smith. I'm a libertarian now. Oh, yeah. Is there anything recording-wise we want to talk about? No, I think I'm good. I got it all off my chest. All right. Our Lord and Savior, Tim Tebow. Blouses. Blouses. Fingers and blouses. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 